Hi, it's Wes Johnson. And John St. John. And we're here for GGR Pirate Radio. Yeah, because they've got balls of steel. Yes, and we may take those from you when we're done. Actually, had um, the executive director at the Y that I work at. He's very, very knowledgeable. He coaches. He does a lot of stuff with baseball. And I asked him, like, listen, I don't actually understand any of this, the Astro stuff. Can you explain it to me? And he went nice. through in detail. And I'm like, oh, that's yeah. awful. How did this actually? <laughs> how is this allowed? <laughs> oh yeah. And like, the worst part about it too is like, one, you you, you won a championship because you cheated, you yep. know. But two this ruined other players careers so like there are pitchers that like got sent back down to the minor leagues that like lost out on incentive bonuses and stuff like that because they gave up you know their their earned run average wasn't as low as it could have been or something along those lines and like wasn't there uh what was the name of that one pitcher like 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 he's out of work right now because of that because of that one game where he seemingly gave up all those runs yeah the guy for the blue jays i don't even remember the guy's name but i've ever ever seen that story i was like holy crap i remember reading that i was like holy crap and like baseball didn't really do anything like like that to me at least as a as the cat as a sports fan and many other genres of sports that's not baseball um for me like if that were like the patriots for instance in football you know and when they talked about the you know i I thought those like for them like i even i I said that the 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 title should be taken away i think there should have been like something along those like something major needs to happen in my opinion to keep the integrity of the games like there like to me at least and i mean that's part of the reason why I never watched baseball is a I, I live in Pittsburgh and the Pirates have sucked. And I remember saying when I was like a kid, I always said to my friends who were baseball fans, like, well, hey, when the Pirates have a winning season, you know, I'll, I'll watch. And then like I was, I went through college and that, that never happened. So I was like, never, I, never <laughs> I literally got like, went from like elementary school and I literally went through that middle school, high school, college. And I think I was out of grad school and well out of anything before they had that, that uh, attempted playoff season or that or almost made the playoffs that one year. And I was like, and then people, and I remember like, no, nah, you know what? It's too late. <laughs> they, they expired. The, the time frame for that expired. So, I'm too far gone at this point. Too, <laughs> no, I just have no in, interest. And then <laughs> I'd heard about this Astros thing after, and I'm like, you know, and I, you know, the, I mean, I feel like baseball's always had something, whether it was steroids, whether it was, you know, the, um, Pete Rose, the Pete Rose scandal, which is like small chump change compared to some of the stuff that's happened over the last 20 years. But like, you know, I, I've always been around sports people that have, you know, kept me abreast of the things going on in baseball. And I feel like there's always some sort of major scandal. And like the fact that they don't have a salary cap, the fact they don't have just like the, and then, I mean, they almost didn't even have a season this year, not just because of COVID, but because the owners were just greedy bastards. Pardon my French. <laughs> I'm like, how do you like? How does a sport have any fans? I don't understand. Like, <laughs> it's it's complicated. Yeah, <laughs> you basically have to like be in love with baseball from like yeah. childhood, and that's the only way I can describe it. I don't know anybody who just like all of a sudden in their 30s is like, you know what? I like baseball. No, because it's right. boring. <laughs> But it's like, re- it's, yeah, it's really two levels. You've either been watching yeah. it for forever yeah. or you're like a lot of D.C. area folks. You come here and you just happen to just go to Nats games with like your friends. You kind of grow. Uh, yeah. You kind of develop a mini fandom from that. I definitely yeah. dated a girl for a little bit 
who was like she was always like like had like a big group of friends and like oh sometimes we'll go to nationals games this is when the nats first came to town and they were at rfk and like i remember getting Washington st- baseball team to watch. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just do it for all the teams at this point right yeah sorry i couldn't resist good <laughs> now you're good um and i remember getting mad at her because she didn't even like baseball She's like, oh, we're going to the Nats game. And I'm like, I fucking hate you. And like that was that was the beginning of the end of the relationship when I started resenting her for going to baseball games just, you know, because it was the fun thing to do. Like, you don't even like baseball, you jerk. You know what sucks, too, about I mean, because I feel like, you know, I've been to a couple of Pirates games over the years, especially at their news at PNC Park. Dude, they got a gorgeous stadium. It's beautiful. Awesome. Like yeah. the, the view of the city and all that. Stuff. I'm just like, I wish like I, I do not want to give that man any money. I don't want to give the owner of the Pirates any money because, like, for everything I've read, he just sabotages the team every year just to make money. And, you know, people will keep going to the games because, you know, it's a beautiful stadium. There's a good atmosphere. Pittsburgh fans are diehard beyond anything I've ever – like, anything anywhere. I feel like like maybe outside of, like, Brazilian soccer fans or, like, German soccer fans. But beyond that, they're pretty darn, like, loyal no matter what. And it's like he just keeps screwing them because of that loyalty. And I'm like, eh. And yeah. no, <laughs> dude, I get it. That's why. I, that's why I won't go to a football game. You know, yeah, I was gonna say that sounds really familiar. <laughs> so, to kind of tie this in to to what's going on right now in the world, um, so the baseball season has started. If you really can call it a season, it's really kind of like an extended um, spring training, like it's summer training, like it's. <laughs> The games have not been good, like, at all. They, they've been, like, the, all the teams look sloppy. Like, you can tell that there's just something missing. Oh, yeah, I know what it is. Fans. There's no fans in the stadium. It's, and rightfully so. I, I, I wonder if they should even be playing baseball or any professional sports at this point. Um, but I digress, because the point is, one of the things that you mentioned, Russ, that I wanted to kind of key in on here is that baseball didn't really do anything. Mm-hmm. to the Astros they 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 fired the coach they uh fired some other coaches um but the people that were really the most intimately involved with this scandal were players and almost none of them got any sort of punishment well, I don't think anybody did, did yeah, they? None, none of them did none of them did. Part, outside of um the one who was a coach who, who became manager of the, yeah, the Beltran yeah Carlos Beltran who's a piece of shit by the way um but the rest of baseball, when they found out that none of the players were going to see any suspensions, were going to see any fines, were going to see any any sort of penalty for their involvement in this, baseball players were not happy, needless to say. And in steps Joe Kelly. Let me tell you why I love Joe Kelly. First off, like, Joe Kelly is... In D.C., like if he came, you know, and was at a bar, most D.C. fans would buy him a beer just because he gave up a Grand Slam home run to Howie Kendrick so that the Nationals could win their first playoff series and then go on to win the World Series two series later. (laughs) So automatically he's getting a free beer. Right. But also too, Joe Kelly is a good dude. And like two nights ago against the Astros, he proceeds to not try to hit one player. But two players on the Astros, um, Alex Bregman <laughs> and Carlos Correa, two of the biggest chodes on the team, two of like the, they've been so indignant. They've been so like, how how could you possibly say that we did anything wrong when there's 
written proof that you did something wrong when people have had said these guys were definitely cheating the entire time. There's audio proof of them cheating. So, like, we know that Bregman and we know that Correa were both cheating. In fact, Bregman won a goddamn MVP. Yep. And he got a big contract extension. So did Carlos Correa. So Joe Kelly proceeds <laughs> to throw at both of them. I mean, and it's not like, oh, oops, a little inside. No, like at their heads. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was very overt. <laughs> now, granted, he didn't throw fastballs. He threw breaking pitches. So they weren't coming at like 90 miles an hour. <laughs> but like to add insult to injury, right? He walks Bregman. The, the Dodgers are up by three, right? And then he gets to Correa, and he tries to bean Correa like twice, right? <laughs> and he strikes him out. Like, he strikes Correa out, and Correa was like talking talking shit to him afterwards. He was like, you should have thrown your fastball. And like, Joe Kelly turns around and mocks him. And the, the picture of Joe <laughs> Kelly mocking him, I'm going to share it in the chat right now, Russ, just so you can see it, because I saved it on my computer, because I'm going to use it for time eternium here, because this is like one of the best faces I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> But he he mocks them and just like it, it was so great. He was like, oh, I should have <laughs> thrown my fastball, huh? And then just like makes this face to Carlos Correa and the Astros bench. And it, was, <laughs> <laughs> it just came through. That is freaking funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, I didn't throw my fastball. I'm sorry. Oh, poor baby. Right. Like, oh, and it was great. And he just, he talked so much shit. And like... I think Correa tried to, uh, tried to come at him after, which caused yeah. the, uh, the benches to clear. Yeah. To which his, his, his comeback was really weak. He's like, yo, if I would have hit a homer, you know, I'd have been coming home now. Well, guess what? You didn't. You struck out. <laughs> you so struck it out. Doesn't, like, it doesn't like a, matter. Like a bitch. Yeah. And then like, not only that, like the whole organization, even the announcers were given the Astros shit. So Oral Hirschheiser... Uh, famous pitcher for the Dodgers now is in um, in the booth calling their games. Um, when Correa struck out, he goes, "Man, it's hard to hit those when you don't know what's coming." <laughs> and it, oh god, it's just it's wonderful. And like I, that the Dodgers of all teams in baseball have the biggest gripe mm -hmm. against the Astros because they they stole a World Series from them. You know? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that's it's. Uh... I don't know. It, uh, nothing I've seen in baseball has made me want to watch it. And I'll tell you what, I, I saw a couple of the, like, are they digitizing fans into some of these games too? Is that like I've a heard thing? that Fox Sports is going to do that. I haven't actually seen yeah. it yet. MC, have you seen it yet? No, uh, I know. Uh, I know they've been talking. I know they, they've primarily been doing the, like the cardboard thing. But I, th <laughs> I think the issue they're running into is like some of the baseballs have decapitated some of the, cardboard people they've had in the crowd there so it looks really awkward <laughs> in the crowd it's like what playing like the early 2000s like you know like the sports games like right. the sports games were just like the you, the, like, the fans are all two-dimensional yeah yeah because i know baseball i mean not baseball basketball is doing it i'm actually looking at it right now where they i, I guess you can pay money and they had and you can sit in front of like i guess your, your own webcam and they treat it like you're in a seat. So it's almost like they make a seat back. Like you, you have a seat background for on, on a Zoom call. And then you're just sitting there watching it. So like I'm like you can't see a, a ton from the, the angle that they have in the, the current the, the NBA game that's playing right now. Mm -hmm. But like you can clearly look and see like there, there are actual people that are, you know, sitting there watching. 
that's oh my god that's just hilarious to me what a world what a what a year we live in right now <laughs> I, know, <Yeah>. right? <laughs> I think i think the best though is just like i'm, I'm getting a, a certain amount of joy from watching racist white people lose their goddamn minds every time they <laughs> kneel in support of black lives matter it is so yep. cathartic oh my god <laughs> well, you know they're it's angry so right bad. now and you know they're mad right now because the NBA has it painted on the, on the court. The WNBA yeah. has had it painted on the court. Yeah, uh, I know multiple teams in in baseball have have kneeled uh, during the during the anthem so far this season. Yeah, I mean, and like the Nationals they? actually had Black Lives Matter BLM um, on the mound, mound behind, yep. on the back of the mound. So like, yeah. like all the, all these teams are, are are they're they're all based pretty much demonstrating in in their own way. I mean, you had the the two WNBA teams who wa- who walked off the court before the anthem even played, which led to you know a bunch of really sexist jokes about the WNBA. But but still, to your point, Mike, it made white people angry, <laughs> which <laughs> which was it's the so, point. <laughs> it's so wonderful about. Hello, hello, James Rambo. What's going on? You're just in time to talk about yeah. sports. No, I'm kidding. We're oh, delightful. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Delightful. I, I am truly an authority on such a subject. <laughs> I know about sports. Um, we were just saying how weird it is, like, that you watch these games and there's, like, nobody in the stands. But, like, it also makes you wonder, like, if it's not safe for fans to show up, then why are they even playing the games in the first place? Like, it's... Ding, ding, ding! Yeah. <laughs> We, yeah. we're, we're going to force this. is the, So this is the, the one I've been using. So baseball basically has unlimited resources and the Marlins yeah. all got coronavirus. And meanwhile, we have like, you know, we're trying to send kids back to school in a month and with without any resources and no extra and very, very little extra. Yeah. Like, right? yeah. and, like teachers um, have to go on like GoFundMe to like pay for like, you know, pencils. Yeah. Like, yeah. For their supplies. Meanwhile, but they can go back to school. It's cool, right? Yeah. Like, and like, have you have you have you all seen the the pictures of the quote socially distanced classrooms? Oh yeah, they look awful. Like you can't. How, how is anyone supposed to even maneuver through them? For one, for two, it's impossible to fit thirty people in a small room, and quote social distance. That's my favorite Never. part. That right there is my favorite <sighs> part of this whole this whole bu- big bunch of bullshit. Is socially distant classrooms implies that we don't have uh, uh, teacher shortages and we don't have overcrowded classrooms already, which just, we do. <laughs> then, throw, then throw this on top of that. You're a substitute teacher. You don't get benefits. You're going to go sub in for a class for a teacher who just got COVID? Right? Yeah, <laughs> okay. every which, bit of that. If I am, I'm, right? going dress, I'm going in dressed like Dustin Hoffman from Outbreak. Like, <laughs> I want to go in like Doc Brown and Marty from Back to the Future when they're handling the plutonium. But... Oh, when, he's, when he's Darth Vader. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Our name is Darth Vader. <laughs> I am an extraterrestrial from the planet Vulcan. <laughs> like, it, it's a joke. And, like, the best thing about it, though, is, like, one of the things that I've really enjoyed, and this is you know, like finding those silver lining things. Like, what have you enjoyed about Trump's um, time as president? Well, I have thoroughly enjoyed watching every single jurisdiction and state tell him to go fuck himself. Like, but not like outwardly. 
So like he's like, oh, we're gonna send the kids back to school. Uh, it's it's gonna be huge. And then like as I see in my <laughs> notifications on my phone pop up, um, Stafford County in Virginia, digital school, like distance learning. Like every single jurisdiction is like, nah, we're not doing that, dude. We're doing that. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. So we talked about the real world. Let's talk about some things that we have been doing in quarantine to kind of keep ourselves occupied, but also um, kind of enjoy life and, and you know, it's the little things ultimately. It's for, for all of us, we're all big food enthusiasts. Um, it's part of the reason why a lot of these episodes end up becoming uh, titled uh, The Diner because it's the kind of conversations we would have around food. So we're going to talk about that. That's going to be our episode this evening. Uh, so make sure that you tune in for that. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed another wonderful cold open that we have here at GGR Pirate Radio. Uh, so make sure you tune into the next episode where we will be talking about our various food adventures that we've had during this coronavirus quarantine. It's going to be myself, Mike Lunsford. We've got MC Brooks in the co-host seat tonight. We've got James Rambo as well. And then we've also got... Uh, uh, he's subbing in for Steve because Steve is currently uh, up to his neck in cookies. Um, Russ Brown <laughs> is subbing in for us. Hello, and I don't know about these cookies. Yeah, well, that, it, it's a whole thing. It's a lot, like 50 dozen cookies. I'm not even joking. 50 dozen cookies. She's, she's I'm... selling them, right? Well, no, she just really loves cookies. She's yes. just making an absurd amount of cookies. Yeah. Understandable yes. content. <laughs> I mean, like, no, she is selling them. Yes, it is. Her As business. a fat man, the fact that I was like affronted <laughs> by this in some fashion, let me be clear. I get it. I'm, it's more the volume. <laughs> if I make 50 cookies now, there are 50 dozen cookies now. That means that I'll have more of them later and I won't have to waste time cooking them later. It's I mean, it's smart math. 600 cookies. <laughs> look, I, look, I don't see you... the issue here. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> well, what is my... your, and what is your point, Rambo? My problem <laughs> is that sheer volume. I eat a lot of shit and I don't know that I could go through that many or even like my portion of that many um, before they started to go stale. So I think the second part of this uh, episode uh, is going to be a little bit of uh, a conversation with James Rambo about believing in himself. <laughs> right? Get down to the root of the problem here. It's like, it's like that saying, every pizza is a pan pizza if you believe in, if you true. Believe in yourself. <laughs> All right, guys, stay tuned for episode two. Make sure you check that out where we're going to be talking about all of our food adventures in quarantine. But for the meantime, make sure you wash your hands. Make sure you're wearing your masks. Try to be nice to people and don't be a cheese bag. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy!